This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Not that they're not sincere, because many fools are sincere, but they don't have wisdom, and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاسْأَلُهُ أَهْلِ ذِكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Whenever you want to do something, ask the scholars, not one scholar, not the scholar that you like, but ask the major scholars in the world what it is you want to do. And since we have email today, you can ask almost any scholar you want to ask and they will give you the proper advice. I'm not a scholar. I advise you to ask the scholars. Uh, the sisters asked the question. A sister asked the question. I'm sorry. Just to announce that No problem. I don't mind this. So, so I hold these here for late for that time. Okay, good. Okay, so sisters, if you concur with that, then we'll hold your questions until that time. Is that okay? The sisters agree with that? Because I don't want to defer my sisters, you know. Okay, good. So there's a brother in the back there. Uh, I'll allow you one, brother. Okay, this is a, a fiqhi question, and I'll answer it only because it's very simple. Uh, if I'm invited to a conference, an academic conference, uh, and some people are drinking alcohol, well, I can situate myself in such a way that I'm not around the alcohol, I'm not serving, it's not being served to me, it's not on my table. And if I'm there for an academic conference, and that's part of my discipline, which I'm getting accreditation for, I'm going to be there. Now, I'm going to avoid their fitna, I'm going to avoid their actions and what they're doing, but I'm there specifically to get this information, which is part of my discipline. Now, if it's not part of my discipline, I don't need to be there at all, then it would be better for me to avoid that. Yeah, this, I asked the question because it looks sometimes as you are extreme. I understand that. Yeah, this is the, the it, it may appear that you're extreme. No, we're not extreme. I understand that, but if you're in a scientific meeting and they want to discuss the anatomy of a woman and, and a naked woman comes out, what are you going to do? It's the same thing, my brother. Haram is haram. We have to avoid it as much as we can. But where we cannot avoid it because the Prophet says, You're Arab, I think, huh? You understand this hadith. Verily Allah has forgiven my ummah, pardon my ummah for what they have done by mistake or what they have forgotten about or whatever they were forced to do and they did not intend to do that. Wallahu a'lam. Okay, any other questions, brothers? Yes.
think your last, uh, your last statement is the answer. Uh, as young men, in a very mild, strategic, um, dignified way, go and speak to the imam of that masjid and ask him, uh, we would like to do this action or this or we see this or that. Is there any way that we can circumvent that or modify that? And we, I'm only asking as a young Muslim, with full respect of your knowledge and your position here, but there are things that we think to be un-Islamic or incorrect or inappropriate as young people, as young Muslims. And is there any way that we can address this? Go to the people who themselves are having the responsibility, not once, not twice, but until you get the answer or some kind of re uh, response. That's the best way to do. And keep in mind that it's not going to be something that you're going to solve in one afternoon because it didn't happen in one afternoon. Then if you cannot, then don't force your activities in that place. Because the universities provide you with adequate facilities to do other things. Go to the masjid and pray. And do the other things that you want to do in the other places. And then give your admonition in a very mild, strategic, respectful way. Inshallah. Any other questions? Okay. Okay, brother, I think we have three minutes. And there are a couple of questions that came. Can I just read them off? You mind? Okay. No problem. Uh, how do you suggest that we work with certain sects? And she mentioned, or he mentioned, uh, a particular group. I won't mention the group. Uh, you don't have to read that specific example. I, I'm not, I won't, to avoid problems. When we have very dear differences, but would like to maintain unity and avoid. Um, what the scholars have advised, what I got from scholars when I asked the same question was, take the best of what people have to offer. Take the best of what people have to offer. And keep this in mind, brothers and sisters that represent various groups, even extreme ideas, there is some legitimacy even in their extremism. There is something legitimate in what they have to say. But it may be somewhat extreme the way they present it. Divorce the extreme behavior from what they're actually saying. And if what they're actually saying is legitimate, put what they're actually saying in its correct context and use it. It may be better for you than them. Take the best of all the Muslims. Be wise and be tolerant. You have to be tolerant to listen to your brother or sister. You have to be patient to sit with them even though they represent the extreme behavior. You have to have a love for the Muslims even if you don't have a love for their behavior. Keep your wala with all the Muslims. What is this wala? Your loyalty. We have loyalty with all the Muslims, including the criminal Muslims. We don't have loyalty with their crimes, but we have loyalty with their shahada. So, you can benefit from a group, a brother or a sister who is involved in some sectarian behavior without joining their sect. Tolerate them. Be patient with them. Show them good behavior when you meet them. Don't give salams to someone else different than you give to them. Be sincere when you return the salam. Be sincere when you give the salam. And offer them. Say, listen, I don't want to talk about things in the hallway. Why don't we go sit down and have lunch together? 
Or, sister, why don't you come to my house and meet my family? Or why don't I come to your house and meet your family? Even though you understand they're representing some extreme ideology. The Prophet ﷺ did that. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ did that. We have to learn to do that. Because if you don't, then you're intolerant, you're impatient, and you think yourself to be a little bit more right than them. Those two mentalities will never do anything together. That's my suggestion. Take the best of what you see out of the worst. Then what happens, the person that gets the best out of all the worst, they wind up with the best. It takes patience, introspection, tolerance to do that. But that's what we Muslims have to do. وَتَعَابُنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَلَا تَعَابُنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ I'll just take these two that since they came in writing. Uh, says that... Uh, How would you go about tackling the disunity of the Muslims due to ideology? I think that the previous question was, uh, previous answer should cover that. And if not, it, it came from a sister, I think, by the handwriting. So uh, I'm just assuming that. Um, so in the session, I'll, I'll address that a little bit more if the sister wants me to. Uh, someone said that uh, my intention is to live in, uh, in an Islamic country when I have children. I worry about bringing up children in this society. What is your opinion? opinion? Um, I don't know of an Islamic society that you want to go to. I think there has to be a clear difference between a Muslim society and an Islamic one. And I say to you, again, be very careful, brothers and sisters, about this issue. We are where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has us. Now, wanting to be in Mecca, in Egypt, wanting to be in Palestine, wanting to be in Afghanistan, or wanting to be in Pakistan, or wanting to be in Yemen, or whatever, there's nothing wrong with that. This is the land of the Muslims. Certainly, the land of the Muslims is better than the land of the Kafirs, because at least the Adhan is called there. But, you may find that certain liberties that you enjoy that you would like to also have for your children, you would not be able to have in the Muslim countries. So think about the pan before you jump out of it into the fire. Now I'm saying to you, as a new Muslim, I've been to about 37 countries in the world, 19 of them Muslim countries with major populations of Muslims. I have not found any Muslim country where I could get the same social, political, educational liberties that I enjoy as an American. So therefore, I do value my American passport. I am not an American first. I'm a Muslim first. But secondly, I'm definitely American because I'm not prepared to my passport, which represents certain liberties that I have as an American, and give it up for one of these Muslim passports. Because there are certain simple liberties that I have grown up with throughout my life that I automatically would lose if I was to give up my American passport. And I'm not prepared to do that, and I don't have to. Because I can practice Islam in my life, and I can move around the world, and I can speak about Islam, I can write about Islam. And as a matter of fact, let me just say this to you, to, to, just to end this. The Islamic Teaching Institute has just recently completed the... Um, 
the application procedures for the um, International Television Commission here in the UK. To do what? To establish a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week television station. Now, there, there's, I don't know of any Muslim country right now that is willing to just give us a license to have a television, a satellite television station. Or for that matter, to set up our own college, or our own university, or our own school. Or for that matter, just to allow me to write a book and print it and distribute it freely. These are simple liberties. And to live in that country wherever I want to live. And to say what I want to say. And make my evaluations or my criticisms wherever I want to. So, when you think about going to a Muslim country, coming from a non-Muslim country, I say to you, get all the benefits. Secure all your benefits and all your liberties. And also, keep that passport with you. Keep that passport with you. You may have to come back. Let's be real. Let's be real. People have not flown and come and, 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 and people have literally crawled from their countries and come here to seek asylum. And they've got nowhere to go back. So I say that we, we need to put all things in, into, uh, into perspective and in context. And when we speak about the enemies outside and the enemies inside, balance it. Balance it well. Yes, the enemies are outside, but I say let's get our house together. Let's deal with the enemy inside. Let's arrest that enemy. Let's suppress that enemy. Let's deal with the enemy inside. Let's clean our house. Then when we clean the house and we are unified together, we have purified ourselves, we understand Islam very well, we have put our priorities in place, then let's talk about the enemy outside. So uh, in respect to the time, brother, I'll, I'll, I'll end at this point here. And I, I want to thank the uh, Islamic Society, the students uh, group here at uh, Imperial College. I want to apologize that some time ago I was invited, but because of transportation issues, I wasn't able to come. Um, I hope I did some justice to the topic that I was given. And I'm willing to make ta'awin with the, this student group uh, anytime. Um, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I, I now have an office in Sheffield. Uh, so I'll be in the UK probably at least every three weeks. I should be in the UK for maybe two or three weeks. So I'm prepared to work with you, not just to lecture, because that's not what I do. Uh, lecturing is just one sort of communication, but I do Dawah training. Uh, I do Islamic training, especially for new and emerging Muslims. And most of you are emerging Muslims. Now, there are a few non-Muslims here. I'd like to say to you that we did not overlook you. It's important. If, you, if there is one non-Muslim here... I'm more concerned about you than I am all the Muslims that are here. So if there's a non-Muslim here, I'd like you to, to contact me when I leave from this podium so that I know who you are, so that before I leave this institution that I will spend 10, 15, 20 minutes with you to answer certain questions that might be relative, uh, that might help you to move towards what I consider to be the inheritance of the greatest treasure of your life, and that is Islam. So, وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ يا الله غفور رحيم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك ونشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت ونستغفرك ونعتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته